0: What Would Ani Say podcast, where three Anis share the challenges, joys, and everything in between growing up as Korean females in Canada with the hope to connect and empower the next generation of Korean-Canadian female leaders, hosted by TK, Yuna Lee,
1: and Ellie Hong.
0: All right, welcome everyone to episode nine. So for this episode, we are going to talk about K-drama fantasies or drama. So um, the unnie's are keeping things a little bit more light for this episode. And we are going to talk about K-dramas and how they have shaped our overall perception of romantic relationships. So we wanted to share, you know, our top three, I would say, or you know, top, yeah, top three favorite uh, K-dramas and talk about how, you know, they, you know, portray romantic relationships and how that impacted our lives today. So um, the first kind of question around the top three favorite uh, K-dramas, I had so much fun like writing it down, but I kind of stuck to like a little bit more like recent ones that I watched and actually finished that I really enjoyed. Um, so I don't know if you girls watch this one it's on Netflix it's called Startup it's with um, Suji, uh, Joo Hyuk, and Kim Seon I don't know if you guys watched
1: it definitely watched it it was so good every every single episode of that drama was so good I was like on my toes and I, it was, like, I think I finished <laughs> it in like two days or something. <gasps> you binged it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I did a K-drama binge on that one. It was really good. I thought it was very unique and, like, very different from, like, typical Korean drama uh, plots. Yeah. I really liked that and I found it really refreshing.
0: Yeah, like, I remember when I started watching it, it was, like, actually about, like, startups, but, like, in Korea and people, like, our age or younger and how they're trying to get into this, like, Silicon Valley type um, of, like, place in Korea and there's, like, romantic relationships involved and stuff like that. So I really liked how the story progressed kind of throughout the episodes um, and then there was a really good character development
1: so yeah um, the girl characters oh were my so gosh so good strong. I love the main girl I thought she was so badass you know she she said what she wanted she did what she wanted And it was very empowering and I think very different from like the normal female roles that are portrayed in like a Korean drama right
0: yeah so good and then um, the second one oh my gosh I would have to pick Descendants of the Sun, I don't know if it's on Netflix or not, but um, it's with Song Joong ki and Song Hye-kyo where, like, the soldier, like, the top-tier soldier from, like, the South Korean, like, special forces um, falls in love with a surgeon, but their relationship's obviously super rocky because, like, their professions are very demanding, so it kind of keeps them apart, but later, kind of, like, fate brings them together. So there's, like, comical, like, situations involved, like, romantic relationships, stuff like that, but I think it's, like, pretty famous that, like, I feel like most people probably watch the drama um but i really like that one too good acting
2: yeah and also in terms of like the casting it's like the song trio they're like just so famous and so gorgeous it's just like it's hard not to get sucked into just watching them
1: and they ended up getting together right after after the filming of the drama which i thought was super cute
2: yeah are they still together
0: no. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Drava. They they <laughs> got married drama. and they divorced, I think after oh like my a year goodness yeah okay so they they got married they tied the knot too fast or maybe it was just the pressure of everyone asking how their relationship is going and just being in the media
0: i yeah. can only guess or maybe to, you, you know like when you're filming a drama like you're spending so much time with the other actress or actor that i feel like something's gotta happen you know like, yeah they get so
2: involved like with their roles and the emotions no longer acting
0: yeah. That's <laughs> how I
1: until it. <laughs> that bubble pops and then they come back to reality and they realize they're actually not compatible
0: yeah oh my so, gosh maybe and then I would say my third one that I watched it sounds super corny but I loved watching True Beauty um, mm-hmm. it's with Moon like uh Huang Hwang In-yup and then Chao Nu so it's I thought it was kind of like relatable to like what's going on like in the social media world especially. So like this girl, like she never used to wear makeup and she used to get like severely bullied in school. So she got so traumatized um, and she decided to, like, switch schools, like, I think for high school or something. Um, and then she starts kind of learning how to do makeup to a point where she is now, like, this goddess figure at school, like, her new school. Um, and then she's, like, popular on social media. Um, and it's about, like, her experience kind of going from being bullied to, like, the most kind of famous, prettiest girl at the school and, like, her relationships with these two boys and... Um, I really like those kind of like shojo type of, you know, cutesy dramas, like school dramas. So I really mm. liked it. <laughs> Gotta love the school drama.
1: I also really am such a sucker for like that Cinderella storyline. Yes. It's like <laughs> that transform formative kind of oh like they put on a dress they put on makeup and it's like that wow factor i don't know i'm i'm such a sucker for those type of storylines same
2: i think there's something about you know like those disney stories and like how they probably like we were probably told about those stories and then kind of seeing them like in a modern um story again in like more relatable sort of faces i think there's something about that and just i don't know like just even the like the transformation right the story of like change Mm it's always captivating
1: yeah, as much as I like these storylines, and I'm such a sucker for them, sometimes I'm like, man, like it's so superficial. Like, why did I get sucked it's, into this yeah, again? <laughs> why do I get sucked into this? So every I, time, every time, I'm like, you know, I'm like she's the same person. They should society should show her the same level yeah. of love, and just this like double standard. Uh, I'm like, society shouldn't be like this. <laughs> but I still sucker. I am so, such a sucker for that type of storyline. So
0: yeah, same. but it's also kind of like. Um, You know, like, with True Beauty, too, and similar to, like, any, like, high school kind of, like, K-dramas, there's always that cool guy who never really shows up at school, and he, like, rides a bike, and he's, like, the cool bossy guy, and then there's, like, the other guy who's, like, top of the class, like, super good-looking, good in, like, every sport possible, like, he's, like, a perfect, you know, person, Um, so it's, like... There's always these two guys, you know, like the yes. the guy characters, the types, yes. And then you have yes. to choose between the two. It's kind of like choosing Stefan or Damon from The Vampire Diaries. The love
1: triangle, right? They <laughs> yeah. always have a love triangle in a K drama. <laughs> yeah,
0: always, always. But yeah, um, how about you, Ellie? Like, do you have your top kind of three K dramas you like finish from like start to end, and you're like in love?
1: I mean it, this was really hard for me because I love K-dramas like every single one you mentioned TK like I love too um, but I actually went and picked like all these, because um, I mean, um, these are like very true to my heart and I feel like it got me to like really love K-dramas and become very addicted. Uh, so the first K-drama I ever watched and I still love is called Winter Sonata um, and I remember it was like my mom who recommended I watch it with her and I remember I was like oh, like what is this K-drama thing? Like I would see my parents watch it and I was just like, you know, like it's something that my parents do. So I didn't think it was like a cool thing to do, but I was like, okay, sure like my mom was asking me to watch it and I was so hooked like I just remember like me and my mom going through like a whole thing of tissues like crying oh my God. and then like eating like Lamion because neither of us wanted to cook um, <laughs> or like even get out that's from our really seat. cute just yeah gave up oh. and like not even like like cop lamyun like we didn't even want like, like come lamyun like, oh yeah because we didn't <laughs> want to get out but like i just remember it was just like a great way to like bond with my mom and i just loved uh, i loved i just got so hooked with the storyline i thought it was like the really good acting um and it was about, you know, as you guys know, if you have guys seen it, it's about a guy that loses his memory only to be reunited with his, like, one true love and Aww. Aww. all yeah. of this. Like, you know, it was very much of a tearjerker. And I just, like, loved every part of it. And I think Korean dramas do such a good job of, like, pulling on your heartstrings. I don't think yeah. American movies do the same. Like, it's just like that, like, heart-wrenching, like emotional but like very pure kind of love that they depict uh that just like i don't know just makes you cry and go through a whole box of tissues (laughs) so that drama will always be close to my heart um and then the second one that i really love and i've watched like many times is called my girl um, so this is about Chu Yu Rin, who lives with her father, who's addicted to like gambling. And then, um, and then because she's trying to like pay off the debt, uh, she becomes like kind of like connected with Kung Chan, who is a sole heir of like this Avenue hotel fortune. And he basically empo- employs her to act as his like grandfather's long lost granddaughter. So she gets like stuck into this like lie, but then she ends up falling for him. And it's like all this like conflict. Um but I really like it because it's kinda like a comedy and I really relate to her like sense of humor and like the little cute dances and um egg that she uses in, in the drama. So I love, love, love that one. And then my last favorite one um is Boys Over Flowers, just because Ooh. who doesn't love like hot cute guys? At, what was it? And, like four? four of them. Yeah, no, four yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, I mean, this one I've watched a couple times as well. And I just love it because I love kind of that storyline between like, kind of like poor guy meets like, sorry, poor girl meets like rich guys. And then they just kind of like their lives, like kind of intermingle and like the societal difference and, and all the bullying that she experiences because of her, um, how she's not as affluent as other people that go to that school. Um, but yeah, I just really, really love that one. And it's just, the boys are easy on the eyes so it's a good drama to watch but yeah
0: those yeah that was a legendary one i remember
1: like
2: definitely an eye candy i remember yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh and like i was just like i remember watching that drama and i remember being so excited to go to korea because i thought all guys would look (laughs) like that i just remember being so disappointed like i remember getting on the subway being like where are the my f4 men like where are they i don't see them like they're not i was like i was misled and i was i remember being like so like i don't know what the word is but i was like so sad you were (laughs) gaslighted yeah i was gaslighted that's the word um But it it definitely kind of made me think all of Korea and all of Korean high schools were like that, and mm. you know, much to my dismay, when I went to Korea, it wasn't quite like that. But you know, yeah, um, yes, I love love that one.
2: It's a very yes. controversial one too. I think oh, the Boys yes. Over Flowers, yes, yeah, which we'll get into a little bit later. Yes, but, yeah,
1: yeah. How about you, Yuna?
2: well um so i guess you looked at like you picked one of the some of the ones that are a little bit like in the the classic lines so i picked like one from the classic line and then one that's kind of like in the mid um midway and then another one that i think is kind of like new age
0: (laughs) new age (laughs) new age (laughs) like they
2: were like aired like last year so i thought it was interesting because like there's definitely like a progression of like the different types of storylines that are used um so my first one is like the um called the stairway to heaven. In a way like it's similar to um like The Winter Sonata. It kind of has like that storyline of like like memory loss and like all like this cancer and like donating their cornea and like that type what? of storyline. Yeah. I
1: love that one. That one made me cry a lot too. Yeah,
2: such a tearjerker. Um like The Winter Sonata. But basically it it's it's a Cinderella story where a girl loses her mother to eye cancer. And then she ends up with a stepmom that like basically mistreats her and she has her own daughter. So she's trying to like antagonize this girl and bring up her daughter. And she tries to prevent her from ending up with her childhood sweetheart who is from like a wealthy family. Um, and th- this is because like she wants her own daughter to marry him. And so like long story short, um, this girl um, gets hit by a car and um, and the person that's driving the car is um, the stepmom's daughter, and she loses her memory. And she ends up with um, this daughter's stepbrother from, oh my God, like the family tree is like crazy in this one. But, um, eventually like she unites with her lover but because she lost her memory like she can't remember anything and so it's kind of like a constant like every episode is like are they truly going to end up together is she going to get her memory back like what's gonna happen so it's just like you know just really keeps you on the edge of your seat like the whole time um and definitely a really big tearjerker especially like with the ending so that was one that i watched uh, also with my mom like um, like you Ellie and I remember just like it was like a family um, it was like a family sport to like watch these dramas and we rented them from like a DVD like renting like place we didn't have Netflix or anything back then um, so we would sit around the TV and like watch them at the same time and basically get so immersed in this um, yeah. Yeah. I
1: remember my parents got me into it, but eventually it like took a life of its own and I would get addicted and watch like way more than my parents. <laughs> so I specifically remember like, we had like dial up internet and it was on the main level and yeah go down the set of stairs to go to it and i would be so addicted i would want to watch it like before my parents fall asleep oh like, no, my no goodness. no like you have to go to bed at this time so i remember yeah. sneaking down the stairs in the the middle of night, <laughs> like trying to watch this drama and i would like have like something over like a blanket over so it wouldn't like oh them my god watch it till like 3 a.m in the night and like one time i remember like i was going down and like one did you get stairs, caught like, creaked. yeah it creaked oh, a little shit. loud and my dad got w- woke up up, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, Are you watching Korean drugs again? And I was like, oh shoot. And I like, snuck back up. And then I think I tried again like later that night and I actually got down. But like I, that's how addictive it was. Like yes. I I wouldn't like sleep because I was like, I need to find out what happens. Yeah, yes. the story the storylines so are addictive. so extreme.
0: Like something yes. about memory loss, something about a very complicated like family like tree. Like family tree situation. Yeah. It's
2: like all tangled up, like nothing is going right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that was one from, like, it was from 2003. So that was a really old one um, that I loved. And the next one that I picked is called Replay, uh, is it Replay? No, Reply 1988. Um, And this was kind of like a coming-of-age story and it focuses on the friendship and romance of, like, these, like, four teenagers. And they're just growing up in a really small town in Korea, set in 1988, which was the year that Korea hosted the Olympics. So there's a lot of, like, very accurate, um, like, historic, um, like, illustrations in this K-drama, which is something that I really enjoyed. And it really makes you feel, like, nostalgic, like, with um their depictions of like the streets and the culture and the foods and the music and like just everything about it like provokes a lot of nostalgia and i did really like that um they focused a lot on things that were outside of just the there was a romantic storyline of course um but there were other focuses like outside of that that was very intriguing so it was like family dynamics um and there was a lot of like Uh, friendships, so things like that, that made it very diverse. And I felt like very rich and real. So I think it's personally like one that I would recommend to people that are interested in really getting to know like maybe the Korean history and the culture like in the 80s. And yeah, I thought it was just really well done.
0: I think my parents watched that one and they said it was really good. And I think it also brought their memories back when they were like in their 20s or early 30s, like 1988. Um, So they were like, oh, yeah, like this happened. And like, yeah, that song, like as an OST, like that was playing. So I think it was very nostalgic for them.
2: Yeah. So I think it was definitely one that like your parents could like watch with you and like it could it could actually help open conversations about like you know their lives and what they were like when they were young which is always interesting
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah uh, and then the last one that i picked was itaewon class did oh, you guys that's watch a it
0: good one yes yeah. it's
2: so <laughs> <good>. <laughs> okay i'm glad you guys
0: watched such it. a different story too
2: yes i loved it because it was so different and I heard that it re- it was originally written as like a webtoon. So it definitely has like a very um, solid storyline where like every scene like builds up to something different in the next. Um, and it's just basically kind of like a revenge story where the main character is opening up a small business to fight like the tycoon in the food industry um, whose CEO is tangled up in his father's death. And what's really, what was really um my favorite part about this drama was actually the female lead, who yes. is like just so awesome. Her. The right? short hair girl, right? The short hair yes, girl, with, yeah. like,
1: Blonde, right? She had like she, dyed she it. yeah. She like began
2: yeah. as like blonde, and she's just so like not a care in the world. Very. I just feisty. remember that scene where yeah.
1: he's like with his. Uh, with the other girl and then she does, she doesn't like that yeah she, she likes the other guy she comes in between and then she like takes her hand and like
0: karate
1: <laughs> yes, chunks. it yes yes like, I just that is a very iconic scene. scene and i remember being like she's awesome
2: <laughs> yeah so awesome and i just love that like she's so relentless she's so talented she's so badass and like she's also like she also has a very like true heart i felt like she supported him like through the business and she had a talent of her own um you know not just marrying trying to marry the rich or yeah like she fall in love with someone successful
0: yeah like i i loved her as well and i felt like she could definitely like walk beside him but almost walk like, in front of him to, like, guide him through, like, how to actually run a business and just, like, take care of, like, all the stuff, um, like, the nitty-gritty stuff around that, so, yeah, I thought her character was amazing, and she was so cute. She was
2: really cute.
1: She was so cute. And I
2: loved how she was, like, so relentless, like, to, like, win his heart, so, like, You know, like, she would support him at any cost and, like, follow him around everywhere and, like, show up, which is, like, really kind of an opposite gender role from, like, what's been traditionally portrayed. So I found that very refreshing as well.
0: Yeah, because I think in K-dramas, usually, like, the female characters are portrayed as, like, very not submissive, well, yeah, submissive, but, like, yeah, they, like passive, yeah, and passive, too, that's a better word, I think, than submissive, but, <laughs> um, they're always, like, oh, like, I don't know how to, like, bring up that I have feelings for him, you know, yeah, like, they're very, like, almost scared to, like, confidently say, like, I like you. Like, yeah we should date you know like they're very much like oh, yeah God, I
1: don't know absolutely and I feel like a lot of k-dramas portray like oh like it's not the girl that like signals that she wants to be with the guy it's like all these like random situations that keep like fate keeps bringing them together and that's what allows them to be together versus like you know the girl going for what she wants you know it's never that storyline is usually not portrayed in k-dramas I find
2: yeah and it's, like, the role of, like, choice. It's, like, um, who makes the choice to romantically be involved? And I felt that a lot of the times in the more traditional Korean drama um, storylines, it was the guy. And even, like, when they try to, like... If they're really into a girl, they'll, like, stage all these, like, random incidents to try and, like, get into the girl's life.
0: Yeah, so I think now we're kind of getting into, like, the whole you know, question around how did, you know, K-dramas or watching K-dramas really shape perceptions or relationships in our lives. And um, yeah, like I I completely agree. And also I think it kind of made me feel like, um, like destiny or you always meet the one, kind of in extreme circumstances. Like it's always like when you're in trouble, you somehow randomly run into this guy and that's how you meet the one and like the story progresses to like when they're like married or like they're together or whatever but it's like it's not even through like working hard like you know like a two-way street like the guy and the girl like working hard to like you know form a relationship or form a connection it's like always in extreme circumstances I feel like it happens like fate just brings you and the one that you're supposed to marry like together it's yeah so like that was kind of like a perception it's like you know my somebody's out there and it's just gonna magically be perfect when we meet and everything's gonna work out but it's like at the end of the day it's not like that it's like if you want something to work out between like you and the other person it's like there's so much work involved there's like a lot of compromising like there's gonna be so many challenges to overcome to be like a team and like a partnership and I feel like it doesn't really show that in the k-drama so I feel like it's so different
1: I totally agree with that TK like I feel like these are one of the things that I was like whoa this is very different from real relationships when I started dating because I was like oh I actually have to put in effort it's not gonna be all this like guy just showing up when I'm in distress type situations like damsel in distress which is so often depicted in these Korean dramas Yeah, and it kind of makes you kind of play this helpless role a lot and I remember switching and I'm like oh this is so much more empowering to just ask for what I want instead of expecting the guy to figure out and just like show up because fate brings us together or they're like
0: they're mind readers they know exactly where you are what you're doing like what you're going through they just show up with a bottle of soju or like you know like they just kind of like happen to be there and I'm like how it's like no it's like you have to communicate to your partner like what you're going through if you're stressed or whatever like you have to communicate like they're not mind readers
1: yes do you remember in Korean dramas they would always like go the extra mile of like when they wanted to not um, cut off communication they would like take the battery off of their phone but then somehow like they would unplug it's like that's so unnecessary you just need to turn off your phone but they would just go that extra step but still the guy would know like where they were and I remember like when I first started dating I would do that like I would like take it off and I'd be like waiting and then like Like my guy would never show up because they did not know where I was. (laughs) Didn't know where you were. I was so disappointed. I was like, "How do you not know my favorite spot that I would go to when I'm sad?" Like, rude.
0: So rude. Yeah, and then I remember, like, you know, in K dramas, like relationships are never healthy. Like, how they start off, it's never healthy. It's, like, there's so much fighting, there's so much fin- misunderstanding, or there's, like, a family member, or, like, another love triangle that kind of happens, where it's, like, it's so rocky. Um yeah. So, like, I feel like I never got depicted a healthy K-drama relationship. Like, can you recall one? I can't. Like... <laughs> Like, in all fairness, like, it's for
2: dramatization, right? So I do get like, okay, this is what they do in order to make the storyline so captivating that you can't, like, keep your eyes off of it. You know, like, it's gonna happen and it's like, wow, right? Like, that wow factor. And, like, not even just K-dramas, but, like, in general, like, in pop cultures, like, even North American, like, dramas or, um, like, movies depict romance, like, in this way. And there's something about it that, you know really captures your attention and it it gets the views it gets the percentages so i get that but i feel like they almost have to come with a warning like dramatization included
0: like yes, it's not a disclaimer life. they need a disclaimer before <laughs> each episode yeah
2: and i feel like it's because like we we get so um like they're so well done and they're so interesting that you get like so sucked into it that like sometimes you forget the boundary between like the reality and the fantasy right? Especially because, like, these dramas are, like, they're, like, aired, like, I think it's, like, two nights. um, Like, right now, we have Netflix, so you can watch them anytime. But, like, it used to be, like, two nights every week. Mm -hmm. So, like, you were basically tied to that storyline for, like, many weeks. Mm -hmm. Like, eight to nine weeks at a time. And, like, once that ended, like, another one would start. So, it's, like, your whole life, like, part of it was, like, always, like, the storyline was going in your head.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, like, the whole idea of the fantasy, like, I feel like people watch dramas because almost they want to escape reality. And there's yes. that idea of like, oh, like. I want to, you know, go into this other reality that's so different from mine. So I feel yes. like that's why it does so well, too. Because I think if they depicted the healthy, average type of relationship, like people would be like, well, that's my current life. Like I want something more. Mm, um, it's boring. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> It requires work. There's responsibility. There's adulting. And I think these dramas create that. Escapism effect, right? Which is so so, which is why they're so addicting. Yeah, all those
0: elements. Yeah, and then another. I want to another point I want to bring up is, you know how I I talked about there's always like that cool guy, and then there's like this um, like smart whatever you know top of the class guy, and there's like always like a love triangle. Always yeah. with like a female protagonist with like two male
1: characters. It's to create that conflict, right? Cause you yeah. Want two guys, one girl fighting, you know, to create that. Yeah, I would love to
2: be in that kind of a conflict. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't go wrong with either choice, you know?
1: I see that. <laughs> okay, you know, I think in theory you would like it, but I think in actuality you would be so torn and you would like to really? sleep over it and you would have bags under your eyes and you'd be like, yeah. I don't want to be in this situation.
2: Yeah. yeah and then once I have stressed. bags under my eyes, they'll be like, oh, she's ugly. And then people walk away. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, in K-dramas, I feel like, well, I guess most, maybe sometimes, the nice guys always finish last. As in, Mm. like, that nice guy who's always there for the female protagonist um, is never chosen. Like, the female character always goes for that, kind of that crazy, you know, male character. There's a term for
2: it, um,
0: the ice prince yes the... chadonam chadonam yeah 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 because yeah. like they pretend they don't care about you but then they're like hot and cold you know like they're yes. cold most of the time but that when you really need them or when you are least expecting it they show like so much love like love bombing you're just like yes. so confused and you're so drawn to it whereas like the nice guys are like consistent they're always there for you yeah so you know you always get like the stories where it's like nice guys finish last and then um I guess in real life I'm like I guess like now I'm like actually I like nicer guys like I like the nice guys now I feel like growing up maybe not so much like I like the bad boys and like the pretty boys but then now I'm like you know I like consistency. That's nice. There was, like, the
2: fantasy (laughs) of, like, the bad boy, for sure. It's just, Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, like, and, like, also, there's something about, like, getting their heart. It's, like, it's not so easy to get. You know what I mean? So it's, like, an achievement when you get it. It's, like, hard to get.
1: Yes, so you value it more. And this whole idea of, like, all bad boys have that inner teddy bear that if you stay around long enough, you'll find that inner teddy bear. But some guys are just bad guys. Like, they That's just they don't have so that toxic. inner teddy bear, right? It's just so toxic. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah Recipe but to
2: get your heart broken. I know.
1: <laughs> did, did you
0: guys have any other perceptions where you're just like, oh, like, this is kind of what I thought relationships would be like. But No. I think like one
2: that was like the like a little bit relating to what we talked about earlier about choice. It's like the girl is the one that's that should always be the one that's chased. Like there's yeah. that chasing that classically happens in the K-dramas and the guy like no matter what the circumstances, like no matter like how many times the girl says no, they never ever give up. And then they eventually like win the heart of the woman. But like, we're, so like in that storyline, like the females don't really have like a huge amount of choice. Cause like they're just like a recipient of the love interest. And so I feel like, um, traditionally, like there was like that portrayal of like the passive woman, which was, I think, um, I think it has improved. With like the more modern dramas, and it was definitely really great to see that um, it was more true to the times.
1: Yeah, I think one for me uh, would definitely be that idea of forever love or uh, soulmate—that you meet this one person and they're meant for you, and uh, if (laughs) if if you guys break up, the guy will wait for you forever, and you know, you'll meet yes. like 10 years down the line uh, and he'll still be waiting for you because this is the guy that's meant to be. Absolutely. And I remember after like my first relationship and like breakup, like I thought that, right? Like, because mm. I my only portrayal of relationship was like through dramas and I was like, oh, wait, no, we'll end up together. And I think so uh, it took me so much longer to get over that relationship because of all those, uh, all, all that brainwashing almost from Korean dramas. And uh yeah I think it's almost harmful in a way um, to to think that because it makes you think okay like this is over so like I will find a guy like that ever again but that's actually false like you know there's many guys out there that um are compatible with you and just because one relationship doesn't work out doesn't mean that you know now you've lost your forever soulmate and you're going to be like single forever that's just not how it works uh so yeah i think that was something that really i feel like korean dramas um portrayed especially like dramas like winter sonata or like Uh, It was very cute and endearing a romantic concept, but I think when it comes to the reality of things, like most people will cycle through a couple guys before they find the one, right? So, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I love that, like, I don't know, I can just see, like, the young Ellie, like, just so innocent and just, oh, so heartbroken. I just saw that. The first heartbreak (laughs) was
1: so, so tough because I was not expecting. I just was, like, this is my forever love. And I had like eyes, doe eyes, right? Like it was so innocent Aww. love. Uh, but I, I remember that moment when all of that illusionment and fantasy came shattering down.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah, definitely a hard lesson. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, but needed, needed. I, mm. And, uh, you know, more of these conversations need to happen so that, uh, you know, girls realize, you know, there, there's the fantasy and then there's the reality yeah, the K drama
0: mm. stories are not real. Come back down. <laughs>
1: come back down to earth um, and no, actually, I refuse. The, but the reality is not that bad. it's just it's just different.
0: Mm.
2: yeah, that's a good perspective,
1: yeah. sometimes you just I just think about it and
0: I'm like, how can I make this spicy? Mm. <laughs> Why can yeah, I <laughs> there are
2: ways to make it dramatic?
0: Like yeah, not in a
2: bad way, but,
0: yeah, to spice things up. Yeah, it doesn't have to be memory loss, you know, it's like, (laughs) yeah, you don't have to like, yeah, it could be doing activity together, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, you don't have to get into a car accident, or, you know, yeah, or get into a love triangle. (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing that
2: it's like, always like very intriguing, it's like, Well, after I've grown up, now that I look at it, the thing that's intriguing is like how like the whole thing is like sometimes just about the love, like the love of your life. Kind of like how you said, Ellie, like just like the one and only, but it's like also like your life's singular focus is about getting the love of your life. So like there's like your career, there's your like friendships and there's your family, but like all of that is like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Like you just need to get the love of your life and that's the only way to like be happy and to be fulfilled and you know like forever and ever and like that was one thing that like I sometimes saw it as like oh wait a minute like you like left like everything that you had behind, moved to a different country and like you know changed your whole life upside down. It's very very romantic but it's not super realistic.
1: Yeah, no, I remember that concept and, like, starting to question it as I got older, uh, the whole idea that, like, you just need to find that one love and that guy just needs to shower you with enough love and you will feel fill that void. And yes. it's this idea of, like, finding your other half. Like, it's this idea that we're born with, like, our heart half empty and we need to find that perfect yes. puzzle piece that matches that piece. But actually, a healthier viewpoint is that we need to fill that part ourselves. We need to become whole ourselves. And then we need to find a partner and a team um, Absolutely, player in that and grow together and that's such a much healthier way to approach a relationship other than coming from a place where like we're broken and we're trying to find someone else to like fill that void because yeah. i think that creates like toxicity in a relationship where you create like dependency and you create uh this kind of like toxic um we can't
2: live without this
1: person. Yeah, like kind of like yeah, leech-like so relationship. Yeah, possessive, yeah, yeah. jealous. Like we, like that's actually not healthy uh, when you actually think about it. And sometimes I feel like these Korean dramas like feed into that type of uh, thought.
2: Yeah, and like also. It's like you need to bring 100% into your relationship. So therefore you need to have like all of your other parts of your life. You need to nurture. You need to nurture your friendships. You need to nurture your career. You need to nurture your health. You need to nurture relationships with like your family. Like all of these are things that are going to be important in having like a balanced, happy life, not just finding the one and just being hopelessly lost in love together. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I like I like that message, like the key message around, like, love yourself first. Mm-hmm.
1: Marry okay. yourself first. Yeah, mm. yes, I like that. I think that's something that
0: I also need to take away right now as I'm watching K-dramas. <laughs> 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 Self-reminder. <laughs> no, I love that. I think that's a really good message. So... Another kind of a toxic behavior that is,
2: I would say, not as seen often anymore in the more, like, updated versions of K-dramas, but, like, definitely more, like, maybe in the early, like, 2010s or, like, 2000s. Um, there was a lot of, like, boundary violations. So, like, stalking, like, without, like, consent. Oh, because, there were like, like, no were boundaries. So, no boundaries whatsoever. You yeah, just enter them. the girl's
0: life, no problem. Yeah. Like, she's just gonna somehow, you know, yeah, compromise. They're gonna
2: appreciate it and, yeah. you know, feel, you know, that like that's a gesture of love and also like in terms of like physically like wrist grabbing or like suddenly leaning into a kiss like leaping out of nowhere like that kind of behavior which is like very erratic and like probably considered toxic in real life it was like considered like romantic because like it had like romantic background music and you know (laughs) like it had that ambiance snow is falling the lighting and everything and i just sometimes like thought oh like that might not be very nice especially like after i started dating like real people in real life and i was like well like that shouldn't happen and i don't think that would be a nice thing if it happened but like it's being portrayed as something that's like idealistic and like so romantic and like it does have that element of like surprise and you know like they're suddenly like in this like romantic light um whereas like before maybe there was like tension that kind of thing but i definitely thought like oh like this is this needs to be like a careful um message um maybe that needs to be like subdued or like it's not very healthy to be sending out to like the the younger girls where they could feel like um in terms of like dating aggression or even like violence or like sexual um violence could be you know seen as okay like being more acceptable or even like being a positive romantic thing so that was like that was one worry that i had um sometimes as i watched um these scenes so yeah definitely k-dramas like they're so captivating they're so romantic and they use a lot of different elements of dramatization to, you know, to keep you on the edge of your seats. Um, but there's definitely caveats, and there's definitely some things that we've experienced in our own lives that were, you know, um, in contrast to what we thought was maybe the fantasies that we saw in K dramas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, as entertaining and addictive as these K dramas are, I think boundaries are so, so important in a relationship and in like essential for like you said Yuna, for a healthy relationship and uh just to echo, echo what uh, tk said like communication is is so key a man cannot read your mind they cannot know where they are where you are sorry <laughs> uh, because they're not a stalker and they shouldn't be a stalker and they should yes. not know where you and are unless you tell them where sense, you are right thing and
2: like, that they're open communicated and, like
1: consent. exactly exactly and and open communication, telling your man what you want should be encouraged, right? They shouldn't be having to <laughs> have so much nunchi and read everything in that's going on in your mind just yes. by looking at you. Um, and that there are many, many the ones, right? Like there's not just one soulmate. Uh, and, you know, and and lastly, that you don't always need to be a damsel in distress. You can be resourceful and learn to draw from other resources and support yourself. It, it doesn't involve a man being your superhero all the time. So, I mean, those, those are some of the takeaways, uh, hopefully that our listeners <laughs> took from today's podcast and hope you guys like enjoyed this podcast. We, we episode, we definitely enjoyed talking about this topic and, uh, we, you know, love K dramas, but we just wanted to share some of the lessons and, yeah, different perspectives that we came across, like looking back, and how K dramas have really shaped and affected our relationships, and now some stuff that we wish we had known then.
0: For sure, and then make sure to follow us on Instagram at What Would You Say, and let us know what you thought of the episode. Yes, thanks everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening.